Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. This is the drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24/7 home of the black and gold. SNR Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson, and we're pleased to be joined now with by uh, Bob Labriola, the esteemed editor of Steelers Digest and Steelers.com. And, Bob, uh, I'm sure as we are, you are quite ready for this draft process to be completed. Oh, I'm, I'm, well, let me say this. I am anxious for it to get started. There we uh, go. Yeah. The, uh, you know, I, I don't, I'm not a big uh one who pays attention to mock drafts, um, you know, it's guessing it's, uh, you know, really. And, um, and I, I've had enough uh, of, of all the speculation and um, Mike Tomlin's uh, dinner habits being made news, uh, you know, those kinds of things. Um, I will say this though, uh, it's never going to happen, but uh, I wouldn't mind uh, going out to dinner with Kevin and Mike, Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin on the one of those pro day circuits one time just to, um, you know, fly on the wall. Yeah, well, and, and enjoy the the social interactions. You know, um, oh, I bet they're fun. Oh, I I, I have no doubt. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Tomlin though at, at the owners' meetings we were talking, and he he said he he oftentimes in those kind of situations just kind of sits back and lets Kevin lead the way, whether it be you know when they're sitting down with a guy. Uh, in a in a formal setting or even in the informal settings like that. And he'll let Kevin take the lead and ask questions. He said he's more of a people watcher. He wants to get a read on the person um, and, and just kind of get a feel for that, <clears throat> feel for that person, how he interacts with people. Is, is he being honest? Is he not being honest? It, it, it's it, he kind of figures that's up. Yeah. He feels like he's a, an amateur psychologist to a certain degree. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that, uh, in on the on those occasions when maybe uh, the player's family is there, his parents, or how does he treat his mother? You know that, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, and and watch, seeing how uh, that interaction goes, uh, whether the level of respect that the the son has for his mom, uh, you know those kind of things, I think, can be very revealing in terms of you know the kind of individual uh, that player might be. And yeah, I'm, I'm sure. You know, Mike Tomlin is really good at that. And, you know, I'll bet you he's also, you know, he's, he, he would impress me as someone. Um, he could play head games a little bit on purpose uh, <laughs> for his purpose, you know, drop a needle in maybe, um, or, you know, just those kinds of things too, that, um, you know, I'm sure that I would find amusing and, and interesting. Yeah. I mean, obviously the level's different, but when I was in recruiting at Pitt, those official visit weekends, it went a long way if the kid was too cool for school and wouldn't give his mom a hug before he goes out for the night. You know, I mean, that kind of stuff matters. And I know these guys are older and we're talking professionals, but as much time as you can spend with them breaking bread or whatever, it goes a real long way. 
Yeah, Bob, I know uh, one thing that the Steelers have done over the years, and this just maybe even predates the, the Mike Tomlin, Kevin Colbert era, going back to, to, to the Bill Cowher era. They like to draft guys, or at least have over the years, who are underclassmen, younger prospects. Do you think that still matters now? There's a lot of old guys in this draft. There's a lot of older players in this draft. Well, you know, I, I, I think that um, drafting, let, let me approach this from the other side and go with what Matt interjected. There's a lot of older guys in this draft. And I think that what you have to be careful of when evaluating the, the older players is um, you have to take that into consideration because I really believe in college, for example, the difference between a 24-year-old and a 20-year-old is huge. Oh, yeah. Huge. Yeah. Um, physically, in terms of development, mentally and emotionally, you know, life experience, all those different kinds of things. And so, um, you know, if someone, you know, and especially in these COVID times, you know, guys have played or been in college, maybe they've not played, but they've been with their college program for maybe six years. And so... Um, that's a long time. I mean, that's, there's a lot of NFL careers that aren't that long. So, uh, you know, again, I wouldn't necessarily say that you don't want to draft a player in that situation. I just think that in the evaluation of that individual, you have to take that into consideration that this is a guy. And if it's a stable college program, you know, you can look at it as this is a guy who's been in the same system for six years. Um, and again, in the NFL, uh, there's a lot of pros who um, maybe complete their entire career not being in the same offensive or defensive system for six of the years uh, the, of their career. So, you know, again, uh, I'm repeating myself here, but I just think it's something that should be considered, needs to be considered. I 100% agree. And, I mean, it, it, to me, like when Jamar Chase and Penny Sewell are dominant as 19-year-olds in the SEC or whatever, it, it really is stunning to me. I mean, if it takes you six years and you've only gotten to the point where you're a decent starter, well, the ceiling probably isn't super high. You know, you probably have already gotten close to maxing out. Um, Labs, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. I mean, I, I think it, everyone looks at these teams and they go, these are their draft needs. Well, I kind of look at it like needs versus wants. I mean, everybody has wants. There's things that they could use. The only need for me is a receiver. Do you agree with that, or do you think there's more needs? Um, I don't know. I, I would say, especially in, in the wake of last season, defensive line is a need. Okay. Um, and uh, because – you, you cannot, I don't believe, continue to try and dance through the raindrops without getting wet at a, at a position like that where you have a situation where um, your guys are either, um, you know, in their 30s, and I'm not saying they can't play anymore, but in their 30s, which means, you know, definitely in, in the second half, maybe the, even the fourth quarter of their NFL careers, um, and the fact that the physical toll on defensive linemen over the course of a 17 game, 18 week NFL season is significant. And, you know, you gotta have enough good ones um, or I just think your entire defense can be exploited. 
Um, you know, I know I've talked with you guys about this, but you know, the Steelers finished last in the NFL in run defense last year. That is, that is a, you know, numerical fact. Mm. Uh, now trying to uh, assign a reason slash blame for that, uh, I don't think is as easy as looking at, you know, the numbers and determining that they were the worst run defense in the league. Um, you know, so much of it is uh, interconnected and, you know, dealing with either young and or experienced uh, defensive linemen or guys who um, were thought to be, were penciled in to be, you know, backups, developmental guys. And those guys over the course of the season, because of injuries and absences and that kind of stuff, were left playing significant numbers of snaps. Uh, I think that that impacts other areas of your defense and, you know, in, in some instances may be impacting your ability to know what you have, you know, at some of those interrelated positions, you know, um, linebacker, right. Inside linebacker specifically about run defense. So, um, you know, I think that the the, uh, defensive line for me and especially top of the depth chart capable defensive linemen not a fifth round pick right no yeah 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 not a fifth round pick um and you i think you got to look at that i i look at that me personally as a need yeah i can't disagree with that i just don't know that it something that they're going to necessarily be able to fill in this I, i matt and i talked about this yesterday um i think if you look at if there's Supply a weak isn't great. If there's a weak area in this draft, it might be on the defensive line, like true defensive Steelers three four type defensive lineman. Yeah, you guys would know that better than me. Um, but again, I don't know how much true three four uh, this team plays anymore, mm-hmm. and so um, you know, I, I do believe that. Well, to me, it's it's very possible. Uh, to address that position uh, in the first round, if you just put out of your mind, I'm not picking a quarterback. You know, to me, that's 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 what I do. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge at ST Bank. They know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. I think Bob froze up on us here a little bit, but uh, no, yeah. I, I understand what what he's saying there. Yeah, I, I think that that um, you know makes that possible. And as I said, I've said um, on different uh, mediums that uh, you know signing Mitch Trubisky to me really takes the um, sting out of you know wanting to use that first pick uh, on a quarterback. And so uh, if it's my choice, which it is not, um, that's the way I would approach it. And uh, because um, there's no one you can, no quarterbacks you could draft who are going to do anything to help that 32nd ranked run defense. <laughs> no, that's true. Unless they're going to put uh, 35 points on the board every game. And that, 
that kind of takes teams out of their running game. You think they're doing that with a rookie quarterback? Probably not. No, (laughs) probably not. But yeah, I I, I get it. And, and, you know, I'm, I see both sides of this thing because, you know, if you draft a, a quarterback in the first round, Matt and I've done dozens of mock drafts now. And when we've taken a quarterback in the first round, we usually come up short somewhere in something we would have wanted. Our final draft, we don't like as much. We don't like <laughs> yeah, it nearly yeah. as much as we do. If we don't take a quarterback and we get to fill, you know, we just get to take guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, here's the thing with the quarterbacks. And I don't know. I'm not – I don't spend near the amount of time that you guys do on, um, you know, trying to break down these college players and certainly nowhere near the amount of time that the Steelers have done. But my question is, is, you know, the utilization of a first round, is that because there's a real, real genuine feeling slash opinion that this player is going to be or has the potential to be a real franchise quarterback in the NFL? Or is this player just the best of that are available in this particular class. Because yeah. that, 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 that to me can be two totally different. Um, oh, there's no doubt they are. Yeah. So, I see. I think, I think there's one guy who fits that second criteria that you, or the first criteria you mentioned who could be a, a true star in the league. And I think it's Malik Willis, the rest of them, they, they've all got warts that, that uh, I don't know that are going to help them. I don't know if they can overcome them to become a star in the NFL. Yeah, okay. I mean, and um, so uh, again, um, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm living in my fears. <laughs> first round quarterback pick. I am. I, I, I just, you know, because you look at. be such a Bob's breaking up on us here again. Um, yeah. The Baker Mayfield group. Yeah. Yeah. How many of those guys are turned out to be legitimate franchise quarterbacks? Well, two of them, two of them were franchise quarterbacks and three of them were not. And there were five taken in the first round. So, okay. um, but so, that's the, that's the risk you play. You take at that position. And as great as Willis could be, can he be Lamar or Josh Allen great? <laughs> I mean, that's pretty elite company. It's a long way away from that. I'll tell you what, Just I'm, I'm going to just throw this in. This is another personal opinion of mom. Lamar, you could have him. Uh, I see what you're saying, but he, he won the MVP two year, weeks ago or two years ago. I mean, if the Steelers draft the quarterback at 20 and he's an MVP – in the next five years, that's a win. Or did he, you know, uh, how many how many of those voters really know um, what it takes for a quarterback to be a championship caliber player in the league versus, wow, he's entertaining the heck out of me. I mean, I, I've, I've been reading, you know, uh, people writing about uh, who the Steelers should pick, uh, Pick Kenny Pickett. What a great story that would be. Yeah, <laughs> right. About that, right. What a great story it would be. I mean, I don't <laughs> they didn't draft James Conner for his story. They would draft him to hand, hand the football. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying about, um, you know, Lamar Jackson. He had a great year, a great year. But 
you know, how much of it was um, that the, the league just had not seen anything like him before and was mm-hmm. totally incapable um, or slow to adjust to him. And what has he been since then? Yeah, I think we're, we're kind of, uh, I don't want to, I don't know if bias is the right word for that, but, but we've certainly seen the Steelers defend Lamar Jackson better than anybody else. So we've, We've not seen the best of Lamar Jackson in person because when he plays the Steelers, they seem to handle him pretty well. Uh, Bob, changing gears a little bit here. Uh, I started the, the questions on, on Monday uh, with Mike Tomlin and, and, and Kevin Colbert regarding Kevin's last draft here. We're, we're going into the final days of the Kevin Colbert uh, tenure. Um, how would you sum up what he's done in his 22 years? Uh, you know, I, I think Kevin Colbert has done a, a really, really good job. Um, and I think that um, one, and one of the ways that I view the job that he has done is that, you know, working for the Steelers is different. It is. Um, the, 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 the Pittsburgh Steelers are not an organization where the GM walks in and strolls down to the owner's office and says, I just fired the coach. <laughs> right, right. I just hired a new coach. I just spent, you know, a half a billion dollars on an extension for a quarterback or, you know, whatever it might be. That kind of autonomous authority does not exist in that job description with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so, you know, Kevin has shown from the very beginning an ability to work with work well with others, you know, as they say about kids, works and plays well with others. Um, and, and Kevin does that very well. And that's a skill. And uh, I think he, he has shown that he has done it very well with two very different personalities as the head coaches as well. Uh, Bill Cower, Hall of Fame coach, won a Super Bowl. Uh, Mike Tomlin won a Super Bowl. But their, their personalities are different, you know. And being able to uh, adjust himself to them uh, and, and continue to be productive in his job, uh, I, I, I don't think that that should be overlooked. And I know fans um, are not really necessarily enamored with this whole haven't had a losing season uh, since 2003. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, the, I remember Dan Rooney once saying in the meeting, uh, we're in the football bill. We're in the football business, and the business of football is winning games. And so, uh, I also don't think that that should be um, given short shrift, you know, or discounted. So, right. uh, I will. I will remember Kevin Colbert professionally very fondly. Um, he's an inclusive guy. Uh, he uh, was professional always. Uh, never big time people. Uh, he never walked around, he had a kind word, just in, as I said, working and playing with others, he made everyone feel like part of the team. And I think that when you were in a position of power and you were able to do that, you're the people who work with you slash under you are much more willing to come to you with an idea or a suggestion. And maybe you don't like them all. Maybe uh, the ideas aren't all good, but that's the way I think that, you know, success is generated. You hire good people under you, and then you create an atmosphere where they feel comfortable uh, trying to contribute. And um, 
you know, um, I, I just consider myself extremely fortunate to have been able to work with Kevin Colbert since 2000 in the capacity with which, you know, I, I work with someone in his position. Yeah, that's well stated, Bob. I, I really think uh, the people who talk about, well, the, you know, the, the, the non-losing seasons and all that stuff probably aren't old enough to remember the 98, 99 seasons or the eighties because there was a lot of losing that went on in the, you know, the, oh, that, yeah. the, those were, those were, you know, the, that, that decade of the eighties was not a great time to be a Steelers fan. And I, mean, I understand that he had Roethlisberger for a lot of that stretch. who's a tremendous hall of fame player, but compared to 31 other teams, the Steelers were playing with fewer cards in their deck to sustain excellence in terms of draft pick and free agency money. I mean, he did more with less than anyone I can imagine. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, again, that whole, you know, having a, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback and how many championships did you win? Uh, my favorite example or counter to that uh, argument is uh, how many Don Shula is the winningest coach in NFL history, how many championships did he win with Johnny Unitas and Dan Marino combined? <laughs> yeah, None. I, yeah, none, zero, right, right. It's, so it, it's not easy. Aaron Rodgers has one ring. Drew Brees has one ring. Right, Sean yeah. Payton and and Mike Holmgren and you know right. all those other, uh, you know, uh, so Brett Favre. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's not fantasy football. It's, it's just not. And, um, so, um, yeah, I, I, I have uh, the world, uh, I can't put into words the amount of respect I have for Kevin Colbert and the job he has done, uh, with the Steelers. Yeah. To your, your point about, uh, you know, working with Bill Cowher and working with Mike Tomlin, uh, they are, while both being highly successful coaches, two completely different personalities. And, 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 and I thought that, that was, you know, I, I talked to Bill Cowher about it last week. I, I wrote about it today on DKPittsburghSports.com. The, the, you know, the, the, the lack of ego in Kevin Colbert to be able to do that job and take a, take a back seat to those guys, even though you, you know, it, it's not easy. Not everybody can do that. We've seen some other general managers out there who are more than happy to, to beat the drum about what they've done. And, and, he just doesn't do that. You know, you see other guys around the league, they get their own radio shows. You hear from them after every game. Um, you know, that's just not who he is. And, and he still remains, sorry to interrupt, but and he still demands respect and authority. And it's not like he's laying down to people either, you know? It is right. a, it's a yeah. real skill set. Yeah. And, you know, and again, uh, first with Dan Rooney and now with Art Rooney the second, um, you know, you go into that office, which whichever man was in it, um, you can walk out of there with a no. Yeah. That's it. That's <laughs> no. yeah. And deal with it. Uh, you know, what come up with either an alternative plan or, you know, whatever it is, because, you know, that's that's a thing too. Uh, some ownership in the NFL, as I mentioned, might give carte blanche to, to the general manager uh, in terms of a lot of the football decisions. But, you know, that's not the way it works in Pittsburgh, and it's not the way it's going to work in Pittsburgh. And whoever succeeds Kevin Colbert uh, has to be someone. Better understand that. <laughs> or it's going to be it's going to be a brutal lesson. Yeah. Uh, 
because, um, as I said, that's the way that's the way it is here, and working for the Steelers is different. Yeah, no doubt about that, uh, Bob. I know we uh, we got to let you run here, but we appreciate you stopping by. Be happy to see you uh, all this weekend, uh, hanging out uh, down at the South Side. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you're very excited about that as well. But I know we're excited to get back in the building for the first time. Yeah, as I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to to this process beginning and and then seeing how it turns out. Okay. He is Bob Labriola, editor of Steelers Digest at Steelers.com. I'm Dale Lolly here with Matt Williamson. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, All right. Outstanding, Labs. Thanks. See ya. I got to get to my other meeting. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. See you Thursday. <laughs> See ya. This thing, Matt, is telling me it's going to end here in nine minutes and four seconds. I have no idea why. Well, let's sign out and do it again, huh? Yeah. Off the, uh, Will you send me a new link or do we use the same I, th- I think I'll have to send you a new link, yeah. All right. All right. Sounds good. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards.